Thank you, Reverend Water. I bless the name of the Lord for this wonderful day. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. So, brethren, let us bless the name of the Lord. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for the gift of this wonderful day, the 22nd of June in your year, 2023. Thank you, loving Father, that you have gathered, gathered us at this hour, King of Kings, in your presence, in your sanctuary, Heavenly Father. It's our prayer that you alone, you'll speak to us. King of Kings, it's my prayer that you alone, your name will be glorified. Even as I speak to your people, I pray, Heavenly Father, that you'll increase in me as I decrease. Use my mouthpiece, Heavenly Father, to speak of your utterance in the name of Jesus. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you silence any other voices that do not glorify your name in this place. I pray, Heavenly Father, that even as we talk about a faithless generation, may we be challenged, Heavenly Father, uh, concerning that, that which you desire us to do in such a time as such as this, even amidst the things that are going on. Open our eyes, open our inner hearts, Lord, that we may hear from you, King of Kings. I pray that you will have your way, Lord. I choose to submit to your Lordship. Dear Lord Jesus, come and take the stage. May your name be glorified. Speak through me. Share through, through me. And Father, it's my prayer that your name will be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. And to bless the name of the Lord, this week is an amazing week. Monday, the Lord blessed me with another year. I bless the name of the Lord. <laughs> I bless the name of the Lord. And I want to thank God for the gift of life, friends. And thank God for the gift of life. Just put up your hand and just thank God for the gift of life. Father, we want to say thank you. Thank you for the blessing and gift of life. We should never take it for granted because every good and perfect gift comes from above. We give you thanks. We give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. And I know uh, today, is, uh, today is also... One of my mentors, Auntie Mary Barakwa's birthday, I send you regards, I send regards to my cousin who's celebrating also his birthday. So I want to bless the name of the Lord. I don't take it for granted. And thank God for the opportunity the cathedral has given me to share God's word. By God's grace, I serve here as a, as a cell and pastoral care coordinator at the cathedral. And that's where the Lord has brought me. Not by might, not by power, but by the spirit of the living God. Praise him. So our topic of the day, taken from the book of Psalms 78, our topic of the day is a faithless generation, Psalms 78. If they can put it for us on, on the screen, Psalms 78, I'll take us through quickly such that uh, we are together on the same page. Psalms 78. I just read 25 scriptures. That's such that we are together. Oh, my people, hear my teaching. Listen to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter hidden things, things from old. What we have heard and known, what our fathers have told us, we will not hide from their children. We will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, his power and the wonders he has done. He decreed 
statutes for Jacob and established the law in Israel, which he commanded our forefathers to teach their children, so that next generation would know them, even the children yet to be born, and they in turn would tell their children. Then they would put their trust in God and would not forget their deeds, but would keep his commandments. They would not be like their forefathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, whose hearts were not loyal to God, whose spirits were not faithful to him. The men of Ephraim, though armed with bows, turned back on the day of battle. They did not keep God's covenant and refused to live by his law. They forgot what he had done, the wonders he had shown them. He did miracle signs in the sight of in the, sight of their far, in the sight of their fathers, in the land of Egypt, in the region of Zoan, he divided the sea and led them through. He divided them. The, he divided the sea and led them through the water, stand firm like a wall. He guided them with a cloud by day and with light from the fire, with with light from the fire all night. He split the rocks in the desert and gave them water as abundant as the seas. He brought the streams out of a rocky crag and made water flow down like rivers. But they continued to sin against him. Rebelling in the desert against the Most High, they willfully put God to the test by demanding the food they craved. They spoke against God, saying, Can God spread a table in the desert? When he struck the rock, Water gushed out and streams flowed abundantly. But can he also give us food? Can he supply meat for his people? When the Lord had them, he was very angry. His fire broke out against Jacob and his wrath against Israel. For they did not believe in God or trust his deliverance. Yet he gave a command to the skies above and opened the doors of the heavens. He rained down manna for the people to eat. He gave them the grain of heaven. Men ate the bread of angels. He sent them all the food they could eat. Brethren, this is the word of the Lord. So, quickly, a faithless generation. Even as we talk about a faithless generation, we ought to understand what kind of faith are we talking about? What kind of generation are we talking about? What kind of faithlessness are we talking about? So I'll just key, define key terms. Being faithful. This means having complete trust in the Lord. Having confidence in the Lord. Total dependence, reliance in the Lord. It also starts from having a personal conviction. Praise the name of the Lord. I, I want us also to, to read Romans 10. New, uh, from the New Testament. Romans 10. Verse 17. Romans 10, verse 17. Because we cannot talk about, we cannot talk about faith, a faithless generation without understanding what faith is first. So let us understand what faith is first. And thank God, through the month of June, different speakers, different intervals have been talking about faith. So I'm just giving a recap and emphasis. Romans 10, verse 17. Consequently, faith comes from Hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word of Christ. So, that is what faith is. Hearing the message, and through the word of Christ. And 
Hebrews 1, a famous scripture that we usually read whenever it comes to faith. Hebrews 11, verse 1. Now faith is being sure, present, continuous. Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. So that is what faith is. And uh, we are being reminded, even as believers, right from the day you encounter Christ Jesus as Lord and Savior, that's when we embrace this faith in our lives. That's when we embrace him. That's when we are able to walk in accordance to his word. And what, what does being faithless mean? From my research and from the Cambridge Dictionary and Oxford, being faithless basically means not being loyal. Not being loyal, not able to be trusted. Yeah? In other words, means being unfaithful, disloyal, unreliable, and dependable, inconstant, unbelieving, doubting, just like the pagans, not trusting the Lord. Friends, from the biblical examples that we have, I'll just mention a few. From the Old Testament, the faithless generation that, happen, that, that was then, and what happens, to, uh, what happens when God sees a faithless generation and the consequences, we shall be sharing from this. And friends, what does the term generation mean? Many times, as uh, the Baganda have referred to a generation, Omulembe, isn't it? Yeah? Have it? Omulembe. Yeah? What does, what does that generation mean within your season, your time frame? And what does the word generation mean for us? Generation may refer to an era, a civilization or group of people that descend from a certain origin. If we have the, if we're in this congregation, I, I, I know we have people above, above 40, <laughs> and I bless the name of the Lord. And we have people above 60, we bless the name of the Lord. And we have people above 20. See, all those are different phases of generation. Oh, generation can constitute in society an average lifespan given in a season between 15 to 20 years. It may also refer to other people born and living at about a some time regarding, regarding things collectively. Yeah? When I was meditating on this, even I was able to think I'm a football fan. Yeah? Those who love soccer. We had Pele. How many of us know Pele? <laughs> the football lovers. During his generation, he was the best. Yeah? And of recent, we have had the Messi and Ronaldo generation era, if I may say so. And bring it back home. Recently, I think two years ago, last year, uh, we had, uh, during the generation of Billy Graham, isn't it? Praise the name of the Lord. We had the likes of Bishop Festo Chivenjeri. Yeah? Those were kind of people that we would look up to. The people that had the faith in the Lord, that trusted the Lord, and shared passionately, evangelized, and God used them to draw many to himself. Yeah? And want to bless the name of the Lord. So, going back to what a faithless generation. A faithless generation means an era of people that totally disregard God's word. Have no conviction at all, undependable, not loyal unto the Lord. So that's why I started with emphasizing these key terms. So, during Abraham's time, an example. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 5. Abraham obeyed God's instruction because of his faithfulness to God. 
He was blessed and he was made a father of many nations because of his faith, because of his faith in the Lord. And during his time also, <laughs> there was, it so happened to be, he, he turned out to be an intercessor, one who stood in the gap yeah, for his relative, Lot. Yeah, in his, because what was happening, where Lot was, Sodom and Gomorrah, there was a lot of wickedness. And God said, enough is enough. But Noah, but Abraham stood in the gap and said, no, Father in heaven, spare, spare your servant. And the Lord had the prayer of Abraham. Friends, even as I talk about a, a faithless generation, you, you have a role to play. As an individual, you have a role to play. As a mother, as a father, as a child, as a student, in your workplace, in your marketplace, you have a role to play. Going back to Noah, during Noah's time, Noah went told to build the ark, obeyed God's instruction. He was a righteous man who walked with the Lord and his household was saved. But suddenly, friends, suddenly, repeat after me, suddenly, the generation around him, the generation around him, so wicked, but the Lord looked out for a man that would trust. And he gave them ample time to come to him. But they never obeyed. They were never loyal. They never discerned. They never heard the Lord's voice. And friends, they were punished. The Lord had to cover the whole entire earth with a flood. So going back to our, to our, to our Psalm 78. Psalm 78 is a historical psalm that reminds us, recounts of the history of Israel, the children of Israel, as they journeyed from the land of bondage to the promised land, the land of Canaan. We want to bless the name of the Lord because of his great mercy, because of his great love. He heard their cries. Hallelujah. He heard their cries and he sent Moses. And he sent Moses. And friends, even as I talk about this topic, and, and, and may the Spirit of the Lord convict you, yeah, and know that the Lord is sending you out in such a time as this to redeem a people, starting with your family, starting with your family. So God showed his mercy and grace and love to the children of Israel, but they were hard-hearted, stiff-necked, rebellious, and stubborn. Basically, they were not faithful to God. God, God remained faithful unto his children. And remember, God's nature, God's character is a faithful God. He's a faithful God. But friends, we have all sinned. We have all fallen short of the glory of God. So we miss the mark. So the Lord looks out. The Lord hears the cries and he delivers them from the land of oppression, suffering, turmoil to the promised land. But friends, when they get there in the wilderness, they behave otherwise. He gave them instruction, but they choose, but they choose to make false gods. God also, God also referred to the nation of Israel as the Ephraimites. Instead of living in obedience, they were always retreating. God expects them to move in a certain direction. For some time, they move one, two steps. Again, they go back. And that's how we behave, even as believers. Even as I talk about the children of Israel, I want us to liken it into our day-to-day. How are we behaving like the children of Israel in such a time as this? God showed his mercy, friends. God showed his mercy. 
Yes, his faithfulness to the children of Israel. While at the same time, it clearly shows the children of Israel remained unfaithful. Unfaithful to the Lord. Yeah? I think there was a lot of faithlessness. They were faithless to what the Lord had. To what the Lord had promised them. They, they were disloyal. They never regarded his word. So, and basically, I want to point out certain key things that, and that I'm going to stress out even as I look at us as individuals in our day to day. You could be a mother here. You could be a father. Yeah? In that marketplace, in that office, what is the Lord saying? Friends, these are indicators of a faithless generation. Even in our time. Guno mulembe guno. Yeah? I was just looking, even, even as you walk in the streets, how people dress. By then our parents tell us, eh, we used to dress decently whenever we are coming to church. What happened in this generation? Yeah? We used to eat together. Eh? Yeah? On that big plate. What happened? In our day-to-day, people, even in families, even they have to call them on WhatsApp. Do you mind having dinner? Do you mind having lunch? Hey, in the same house, they're chatting on WhatsApp. May God forgive us. May God forgive us. And instead of eating together, instead of eating together, one thing my father reminded me, always told us, as we grew up, eating in the sitting room, all of us, all of us, that's the culture. Even as I read about how, the, how God told the fath, their fathers to impact these laws to their children, to press them on, to pass them on. He desired the laws, the laws as the fathers embraced the laws, the Ten Commandments, the statutes that God had given them, that he had given Moses to give to the children of Israel. But he never wanted the laws only to stay on their hearts, but also he wanted them to perceive them, to understand them, to obey them, but all as well, pass them on to the next generation. Even as I talk about this, are we thinking of passing on the godly values to our next generation? The way we dress, the way we behave in society, friends, may the Lord help us. First, the children of Israel had no regard for God. They did not acknowledge his lordship or sovereignty or power and might. A faithless generation has no regard for the Lord. And yet, the children of Israel, the God, the merciful God, the Lord who had picked them from the land of bondage, here he is taking them to the promised land. But, and he gave them the statutes, the commandments, but they never regarded their God. They never believed. If you look at verse 9 to 10, friends, Look at, looking at verse 9 to 10, the men of Ephraim, though armed with a bows, turned back on their day of battle. They did not keep God's covenant and refused to live by his law. A faithless generation. Friends, are we studying God's word? Each and every day. Joshua 1, 8 says, do not let the book of the law depart from your mouth. Friends, Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. But something cannot be on your mouth unless you have taken time to study, to meditate. Yeah? Just like you digest that food. So your quality time and quantity time with the Lord matters. A faithless generation has no regard for God's word, has no regard for God's sovereignty. May the Lord bring us back to himself. God is looking out for ambassadors who will stand out 
for him, wherever he has positioned us. Secondly, salvation was far from their lips. Salvation was far from their lips. Looking at verse 18. Looking at verse 18. They, will, they willfully put to God to test by demanding the food they crave. There are certain things. As they, they kept on craving for certain things. Yeah? Unless, of seek, unless to seek more time in the presence. Unless they, they never desired to dwell more in the presence of the Lord. But instead, they had selfish motives that they had. Friends, is salvation far from your lips? To them, the message of the cross in our day-to-day is the message of the cross on your lips. Oh, the message of the cross is foolishness. Like Paul reminds us, have we perceived the essence of the finished work of Christ in our day-to-day? Three, there is no repentance at all. Looking at verse 17 to 18. But they continued to sin against him, rebelling in the wilderness against the Most High. They willfully put to God to test by demanding what they wanted. Friends, there's no, there was no conviction. Friends, a faithless generation has no conviction at all. As in, they continue to sin. As in, in their comfort. In their comfort. Bring it back home. Friends, are you amidst people? As Psalms 1, verse 1, do not walk in the counsel of the wicked. The Lord is rebuking us this afternoon to return to him. The Lord is challenging us to say no to sin. He doesn't desire us to perish. And I want us to read Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2, verse 10 to 11. This the Lord put on my heart and to share it with you. Titus chapter 2 verse 11. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness, to the worldly passions, to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. Praise the name of the Lord. Are you taking God's grace for granted? Are you comfortable in that sin? We are noting it here. A faithless generation has, has, has no conviction at all. As in, they have no, that ability to come before the Lord and say, Lord, here I am. I'm sorry. May the Lord forgive us in such a time as such as this. Quickly, they, forget, they, they forgot where they came from. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Whenever I read this scripture, verse 11 says, they forgot what he had done. Friends, a faithless generation forgets where the Lord has brought them from. The Lord is reminding us in Deuteronomy never to forget where the Lord has brought us from. When we have eaten and are satisfied, when we have built fine houses, do not forget where the Lord has brought you from. Friends, were you in the village, now you are in the city, you have forgotten how your parents discipled, how your parents mentored you, and you are forgetting. After all, I have arrived, the arrival syndrome. May the Lord forgive us. Never forget where the Lord has brought you from. Friends, as, we, as I started, we thank God for the gift of life. Just recently, in the pandemic, the, in the pandemic, the two years, friends, we are forgetting. A faithless generation forgets where the Lord has brought them from. Just like the children of Israel, they kept on forgetting. Yeah? 
the wonders that he had shown them, the miraculous signs, provision of food, taking them through the wilderness. Yes, the dividing of the Red Sea. They saw with their eyes the pillar of fire during the night and the pillar of cloud during the day. But they forgot where the Lord has brought them from. May the Lord challenge us. Quickly, lack of focus. Rather than confronting, rather than, rather than going before the Lord, they kept on going back. And friends, Romans 12, verse 1 reminds us, I urge you, therefore, as brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, which is holy and pleasing to God, which is your two act of spiritual worship, not to conform, verse 2, any longer to the patterns of the world. Friends, a faithless generation continues to go backwards. God is saying, move forward, focus on me, focus my eyes, focus your eyes on me. Hebrews 12, fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Friends, the children of Israel, even as I talk about this, one of the indicators that there was a faceless generation and God had to punch them because, because they kept on focusing on the things that were behind. One of them, yes, we had better garlic. They were seated around pots of meat. Hey, friends, Lot was told, Lot's wife was told not to look back and you know the repercussion. Yeah? Friends, do not turn back. Do not fix your eyes on the things of the world. They had no regard for his word. In verse 22, for they did not believe in God or trust in his deliverance. Friends, may we trust in God's word. Take him by his word. As the hymn says, trust and obey, for there is no other way to be happy in Jesus. A faithless generation has no regard for God's word. Friends, how many times are we spending in God's word? Are we prayerfully studying the scriptures? Are we, are we digesting them? And not only studying, but are we living them out? Are we, are we being faithful? Because as we talk about faith, faith goes with works. Are we living them out? Quickly, a faithless generation has no consideration for discipleship and mentorship. As a, as a portion of the scripture was starting, God had reminded them, and this is what, this is what I share with you. We will, verse 4, verse, Psalm 78, verse 4. We will not hide them from their descendants, the laws. We will tell them the next generation. Yeah? Verse 5. The praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, his power and his wonders he has done. He, de he decreed statutes for Jacob and established the law in Israel, which he commanded our ancestors to teach their children. So the next generation would know them, even the children yet to be born. They in turn would tell their children. A, faith, a faithless generation has no regard of mentorship, has no regard for discipleship. At the end of the day, the children suffer. Friends, is your, is your daughter, is your son suffering? Perhaps you have not taken time to sit down with them. Perhaps you have not read the scriptures. How many, of, how many, how many times does, do we come here? How many times do we come here and the preachers remind us, spend quality time with your children? If, if, or even, do you know where they pray from? <laughs> or they come, you come to this church or they go to another church? I thank God that even as we grew up, our parents discipled us and they had a proverb, where your father and mother go, you had better go. 
where they feed from. As parents, do you know where your children are feeding from? That's why they are being taken up by the winds, tossed back and forth. Have a faithless generation has no gratitude and never appreciate what God has, what God has done. Friends, what has the Lord done for you? What has the Lord done for you? Just on Monday, as I was celebrating another year, my birthday, I was just, recount, I was just remembering, recounting what the Lord has done for me. Yeah? Seeing the goodness of the Lord. Seeing his protection. Seeing his provision. Above all, thanking God for the gift of life and the gift of salvation that he has given me to know him as Lord and Savior, to walk in his ways and to make him known. For me, I was thanking him for that. I took time off to pray. Friends, do you ever have time to thank God for the things that he's done for you? A faithless generation forgets the wonders the Lord has done. That just like the children of Israel here. Verse, uh, point eight. Having a grumbling and rebellious heart, they never perceived, understood the miracles God did among them. They were always complaining. Such a generation looks out for negative and neg- the negative things and amplifies them. Friends, in your office, are you always looking out for the negative? At your workplace, as you disciple your children, are you always looking out for the negative? One of my mentors kept uh, advising when she had just joined <laughs> leadership. She, she told me, Iria, and she, she told the team members, always look out for the good report. Always look out for the good report. Joshua and Caleb, hallelujah, were able to see the promised land because of that good report. Because of that good report. A, nega, a faithless generation never sees the good. The government has tried to, to add in, the government has tried, the economy to some extent. But people still complain. People still grumble. Friends, stand in the gap as an intercessor, as a believer. Instead of grumbling, pray for the government. Pray for the leaders. Pray for the economy. Pray for the church. Always complaining, always grumbling about the church leaders that are taking our money. Friends, what good are you taking? Are you discussing the scriptures they share? Are you discussing the sermons they share? A faithless generation never appreciate what God has done. Lastly, as I conclude, they have no respect for God's servants. They made, they made, it, they made, a, rough, they made it a rough time for Moses. They kept grumbling. They kept taking it. They kept the burdens to him. Friends, a faithless generation never knows where to take the burdens. Burdens are lifted where? At Calvary. Scripture reminds us, let all those who are weary and every burden come unto me. To Christ. And he will give them rest. Friends, at Christ's feet, that's where you find rest. In conclusion, where is our hope? It is in Christ alone. Hallelujah. Where is our hope? It is in Christ. It is in Christ alone. As the hymn goes, my hope is in Christ. Yeah? We ought to know. We each have a role to play. As fathers, as mothers. Deuteronomy 6. Let us read it. Let us read it. Deuteronomy 6, verse 4 to 9. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 49. Hear, O Israel, 
And as I read this, I want the Spirit of, may the Spirit of the Lord convict you. May the Spirit of the Lord direct you and give you the grace to understand what the Lord is saying. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Now these were the commandments that the Lord had given them, the children of Israel, but they had forgotten. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. The love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all, with all your strength, as also the New Testament puts it. Whenever I meditate on this scripture, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your strength, with all your mind, with all your heart. All those five components. Where does that devil come in? <laughs> Friends, love the Lord your God with all, not some, not some, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. A faithless generation has no regard and love for the Lord. Let me add this as well. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. A faithless generation has no love for the neighbors. What happened last week in Kasese, if it was the love of the Lord, we didn't see that. A faithless generation has, has no love for one another. God has called us to love. And you see, if, if, if you see your colleague falling, friends, pick him up. Direct, show him the way. Show him the way. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. As I share this, parents have a role. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit. When you sit at home, friends, when you go back at home, what do you talk about? Are you on WhatsApp? And when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up, tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. There's a parishioner, as a cell coordinator, there's a parishioner I know. Other people have mbwakali on their gates. <laughs> this one has a scripture, the Lord's angels are guarding. The Lord's angels are watching over this home. Friends, what is on your fridge? What is in your sitting room? Is there a scripture for your children to see? These things are, are practical. They're not for here only. They're meant to be lived out. That's why we have a faithless generation who don't know what the word and parents, I for one, we have a responsibility. We have a responsibility. What's the end goal? Consequences. Friends, what happened? What happened in Noah's time? What happened in Sodom and Gomorrah? The Lord's wrath was upon them. The Lord's wrath was upon them. As we read, even in the scriptures, for they did not believe or trust in his deliverance, yet he gave a command to the skies above and opened the doors of the heavens. Friends, they never trusted the Lord. His wrath was upon them. May the Spirit of the Lord convict us. May the Spirit of the Lord encourage us. As I conclude, let us know that God punishes sin. 
and the remedy is repentance by acknowledging Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Let us faithfully walk in accordance to his word. God doesn't want any sinner to perish, but rather turn to the Lord. And I'm going to conclude with this scripture, and we pray. Second Peter, chapter 3. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 8. For, but do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years. A thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. He is patient with you, not wanting. Friends, the Lord is patient with you. Just like he was gracious and merciful during the time of during the Israelites, he's still merciful. He's still gracious. He's patient with you and me, not wanting any one of us to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Hallelujah. The Lord is merciful. Go ye and make disciples of all nations. This is the result that he wants people to know him as Lord and Savior. Whatever we are seeing, and, it's, and scripture reminds us that his patience, verse 15, Bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation. Our Lord's patience means salvation. Whatever we are seeing in, in, our, in our nation today, as we fight against this LGBTQ, friends, it, may the Lord convict us to stand for righteousness, to preach the gospel. Because in, in Romans, in Romans chapter 1, this is what it says. That's why the verse, 18, verse 15, I'm going to just read it the way it is and may the Spirit of the Lord enable you to understand. That, that is why I'm so eager. This is Paul telling the church in Rome to the Romans. This, that is why I'm so eager to preach the gospel, also to preach to you who are at Rome. I'm not ashamed, friends. My prayer, even in this generation we are in, Never be ashamed of proclaiming the gospel. Never be ashamed of proclaiming the gospel. I'm not ashamed of proclaiming the gospel because it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. First for the Jew, then for the Gentile. For in the gospel, a righteousness from God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to the last. Just as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. Hallelujah. I, I thank God that on this account I testify that my grandfather said no more to alcohol, no more to idolatry, and accepted Christ Jesus as Lord and Savior. And he discipled the children, my uncles, my dad, and in, in, and in turn, my father discipled us. I bless the name of the Lord. So friends, the just shall live by faith. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against the godless, the wickedness of men who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Since what may be known about God is plain to them, because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his internal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that men are without excuse. For although they knew God, listen to this, verse 21, for although they knew God, they never glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, but in their thinking, but their thinking became futile. Their foolish hearts were darkened. 
although they claimed to be wise, they became fools, a faithless generation. And they exchanged the glory of the immortal God for the images made to look like mortal man and birds and animals and reptiles, friends. Idolatry. God detests idolatry. Therefore God gave them over in sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity of the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie. And this is what we are seeing in the church in Canterbury. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshipped and served created things rather than the creator who is forever praised. Amen. Because of this, God gave them over to shameful lusts. Even their women exchanged natural relations to unnatural ones. In the same way, the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed indecent acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty of perversion. Furthermore, since they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, he gave them over. Friends, may the Lord not give us over to such things. For the Lord, to such generation, he gave them over to a deprived mind to do what ought not to be done. They became filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, corruption, depravity. They are all full of envy, murders that we are seeing in our day today, strife, deceit, malice, they are gossips, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, and boastful. They evade ways of doing evil. Friends, we are seeing it today. They evade ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. Friends, are your children disobeying you? It is written. They are senseless, faithless, heartless, like we saw ADF last week. Ruthless. Although they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do such these very things, but also approve of those who practice them. We are seeing it. And they want us to follow them. We shall not bow down to their gods. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We bless your name for this wonderful afternoon. It's our prayer, King of Kings, that in such a generation such as this, you are calling men and women, fathers, mothers, children, young adults, to stand firm and acknowledge your sovereignty, King of Kings. May we always know whose we are, that we are yours. You created us fearfully and wonderfully made. You created us in your own image and in your likeness. May you always remind us, loving Father, as believers, as Christians, that we ought to know you as Lord and Savior. May we always return to you, Lord. We acknowledge that in many, many ways we have fallen short, just like the children of Israel. Father, it's our prayer that we shall return to you. In repentance and acknowledge, Lord, here I am, forgive me. Like the prodigal son said, enough is enough. I'm returning to my father. Friends, if you are here and the spirit of the Lord has convicted you, the Lord is saying, return, return to him. Return, return. You mother, return. Who is not discipling their children? You child, return. You has gone where you were, return. The Lord is merciful. Slow to anger and abounding in love. His patience means salvation. He doesn't want any one of us to perish, but to come to repentance. Father, it's my prayer. May we always know you as Lord and Savior. May we come to the knowledge of your saving grace of your Son, Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you. Bless each and every one of us that even as we go out, maybe, may we be good, faithful stewards, those who carry the mandate that you have given us to be, to be ambassadors that you have sent out there. 
the great commission not only to be in the Bible, but may we live it out as you have commanded to make disciples of all nations. We give you thanks. We give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Amen.